check us out on patreon.com slash marvel maniac uh you can get a little sticker and uh, support the show that way it'll be really awesome yeah clap clap for that doesn't put some little clap emojis on the on the page and um, we're on tiktok twitter instagram at marvel maniac pod let us know your thoughts on the season and everything marvel marvel maniac pod at gmail.com welcome back to marvel maniac and mcu after show this is your host eric cicada I don't know. The, the, the numbers just started, so I'm going to start over right now. Welcome back to Marvel Maniac and MCU After Show. This is your host, Eric Cicada, a.k.a. Mr. Honest. I am here today to enter the multiverse and talk with a few good friends. You may know them from our previous After After Shows, and they are fantastic human beings. Uh, I'm happy to introduce them. Terrence Galuli. I usually, yo, I usually call him TJ Terrence Bluely, which makes absolutely no sense. And Dustin Baker, how you doing today, Dustin? Happy to be here. Yes, how you doing, TJ? Doing good, man. Ready to All dish? Right. Yes, we are ready to dish. We're ready to talk about marvels what if we're going to go through the episodes um we're going to kind of have a little bit more of a free form conversation about the whole series um we're, we're good friends we go back uh so like like i said we're going to kind of jump a little over uh over the place with this uh in, in, in the best way possible um and maybe have a few little lighthearted arguments about the show uh as as we do and uh, maybe a little bit of thanos um, sprinkle up throughout as usual. Oh, How about that Thanos, man? A little Thanos in there, huh? Get a little <laughs> bit of Thanos throughout. We got uh, a like, few Thanoses. Yeah, I some know. of them is weird. Remember that time where uh, the other after after show where you said we wouldn't be getting any more Thanos? Oh man, that was crazy. All right. Okay. Well, the context in which you've been <laughs> saying we are going to get Thanos is not the context that we've been getting Thanos. So in a way, I think we're both right. You got Thanos, which is what you wanted, but we didn't get the Thanos that I thought we shouldn't get anyway. So I'm happy Uh-oh. with that. It's All okay. right, Eric. I'm going to go ahead and say you're right. Wow, <laughs> TJ just. I, I'm, I'm really surprised. I said there will not be a Josh Brolin Thanos to return, and here I stand. So, oh yeah, he did do the voice, didn't he? He did. Oh yeah. Well, he was. Cool. He was like, I'm not too big of a man to admit when I'm wrong. Like it's actually his voice because I totally <laughs> yeah, hear funny. him. I totally hear him saying, um, "I know what it's like to lose." Like it's the same voice, you know. Um, iconic. Yeah. Uh, what if T'Challa was Star Lord? That was a highlight episode. I mean, I mean, actually, I mean, not staying in format. It's funny you know, when we can almost just go down a list of the episodes and like lay thoughts down on each of them in our way. <laughs> like, ironically, um, I think maybe that's in my freeform way. I think I know. I, I kind of want to do that. Um, just in the moment. In the moment, I think that's what I'll decide to do. Um, if you are there, any disagreements in that right now? Um, what do you guys think? We'll it's go cool, down. Episode yeah, episode. That, you call it. We'll name them and uh, lay our thoughts down. Yeah, it sounds perfect. Awesome, awesome. I was about to hit pause on my recording for the podcast. Like, I right here is where I usually wouldn't want to be recording my audio anymore. Uh, so I like hit pause on my audio and I just go look th- something up on the internet. And I'm like, oh, my audio is not going to be recording now. So this is where I just take my sweet time, look something up, get my ID page. Uh, but you guys are here in real time, so you uh, you gotta you gotta be here for this. This is good. It's that 18 episodes listed on IMDb. Going into the series, what if was slated for 10 episodes? I went in 100% ready for 10 episodes. I was up until episode nine 
ready to review and watch. 10 episodes up until the day of the release of the ninth episode, up until the moment I watched the ninth episode, I was ready for 10 episodes. So the night of the finale, I knew it was the finale. It was kind of, um, well, it was a, it was, it was a crazy, crazy fucking finale. I'll say that that made it a little bit better for me. I thought we were getting, yeah. Too, oh yeah. It was, it, really, it was a little bit, uh, bittersweet. You know, to learn that. <laughs> Yes. I was like, oh, this is it, huh? This is the last episode. I was like, okay. That is so bittersweet. It is. It really is. Um, So we started all the way back at what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? Uh, TJ, what what did you think about that one? What what were your overall thoughts? Got to say, not not huge on that one. No. Um, Why not? Yeah, I I don't know why. I, I couldn't tell you in particular... But it just really, Carol. Carol. It, it seemed like it stuck so long. Didn't get you excited. Lines of the original Captain America. I almost like knew what I was in for. I know they changed some things up, and it was different. But yeah, I don't know. It didn't do it for me. I think they um, really wanted to like stay in line and stay play it safe for the first episode. And uh, what they did was take a really popular character. And an iconic character like that the fans loved and kind of gave her that like placeholder of Captain America without taking too much of the Captain America out of her. And uh, they know how much that love story is uh, kind of cherished. But what we where we see the series going and if we are going to keep getting her, um, CJ, you did come to me with a very interesting theory, which we can connect to right now <laughs> because there's no reason this is all spoilers on the table. Um, I would like to root this all the way back to the end episode uh, cliffhanger. Would you mind going there real fast since we are here? Uh, do you want to jump? We need to jump right to this because we got to get to the juicy stuff. If something comes to my mind, we're going to talk about it. Um, do you want to hold off to this? Uh, the, the cliffhanger with uh, Steve Rogers possibly in the Hydra suit discovered by Nat and Captain Carter. Uh, So there was, there, there was a lot of similarities between Captain Carter and Steve Rogers story. Uh, But then there becomes some differences, uh, possible differences when they find the Hydra suit, uh, when Captain Carter is brought back from her guardians of the multiverse battle, there is a lot, there are a lot of things that can happen here. And um, my instant take was, let, let's see if Steve Rogers buried himself in ice and uh, just to get back with Captain Carter in the future, right? Like that was my instant take. Even on the show, you could see, ah, oh, Steve Rogers buried himself in ice just so he can be with Captain Carter. Like what a simp, you know, like, but that wasn't, <laughs> that was just like my instant take. Like TJ totally came up with something better. Uh, what did you say, TJ? My theory is Steve Rogers has become the winter soldier in this multiverse. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, that's cool. That is insane. I would yeah. like that. So he'll still be a super soldier. He'll look like Steve Rogers, except he'll be like, uh, kind of like the Dark Doctor Strange of the mix, or what's his formal name? Um, Doctor Strange Supreme. I don't know, yes. something like that. Of kind of a yes. a darker hero. I like that a lot. Yeah, that but that is a really dark but fantastic timeline. I want to see it. Uh, Dusty with his mustache. Uh, Captain Carter. Overall thoughts. What do you think? What if um, Captain Carter? <laughs> I agree with a lot of what TJ said. It honestly, 
as we go through the episodes, I might remember more, but uh, yeah, go back. I think, I go think back. it was the, yeah. I think it was the weakest episode for me because yeah. it really felt like they it it was literally let's just replace Captain America with Captain Carter, but all the scenes kind of end up playing out the same up until the end. Like we just kind of get all of the Captain America movie condensed in thirty minutes, but a gender swap, if you will, you know. And it was like it was fine. But it wasn't that engaging in the sense where I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. It was like, I kind of know what's going to happen. I've seen this movie and it kind of let me down a little bit. But I like Peggy Carter a lot. I like her character. So I was able to kind of be like, OK, well, now that she's getting to the present, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with her being like present day Captain Carter. You know, I, I see what you mean. And um, considering looking at it. At it as an A to B story, what if Captain America, Captain Carter were the first Avenger? A to B story, contained storyline. Yes, I agree with you. Um, but if we're looking at it as its own semi-cinematic universe in a multiverse, right? Uh, they're assembling a Guardians of the Multiverse. This show is its own um, st- overarching story as if any other series, like, uh, you know, an animated series has its own overarching story. Um, this is the first episode of that series laying out a foundation for the rest of the series. And uh, I think that this episode does a decent job of doing that and raising the stakes. Uh, she, she does a little bit more than Steve. She's a little bit more aggressive than Steve. She does more in the scenarios that Steve would have done. She um, even, she even um, gets the Tesseract earlier than Steve. Like she, she, uh, she got everything quicker done done quicker than him uh yeah and then uh like so it's so much so that red skull was like resorting to like ancient witchcraft uh and when he got the tesseract he he brought even a a greater evil upon them which led to her going to the future anyway so it's like the greater message in the show has been and will be that you can't change the ultimate course of time no matter how you get there um and that all is laid out in this first episode. Um, any other overall thoughts or replies to that on the Captain America episode? And literally, it's not the Captain America episode. It's the Captain Carter episode. Peggy <laughs> see, Carter for see? life. It's a fact. I know. I know what I just did. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. I have all power. No, I have you can't her. cut it out. <laughs> I know. So we move on to our second episode. Uh, this was a huge episode for me. Um, at this moment, I was like, wow, this show's got more potential than I ever thought. What if T'Challa became Star-Lord? The rough-and-tumble space pirates known as the Ravagers abduct T'Challa instead of Peter Quill. Um, let's go right back to Dustin on this one and see uh, his thoughts. What, what did you think about this one, Dusty? All right. I'll say this second episode, should this should have been the first episode, I think. I'm going to say that. This would have got me much more on board, because this, this episode was more in line with what I thought the series was going to be, where it was like, let's really, you know, change things up a bit. And as much as Captain Carter and Captain America are different, they are, they are very similar characters, which is why they love each other so much. But T'Challa and Star-Lord are vastly different. So getting him to be in the place of Star-Lord, I think, made for a lot of interesting character dynamics and it was just hilarious. I think it was a funny episode. I just love the joke being that if he was star Lord, the universe was just in like perfect balance. And like, like it's just hilarious. It's so dumb. I love like, it. It worked so well. Like I was laughing. I was, I was cheesing. I was cheesing the whole episode, especially when they're at the bar and he's walking past everyone. And Thanos is like, I was going to commit genocide. <laughs> but, you know, like just, it's so, it's so funny. 
I, I like uh, that one quite a bit. That's just too good, man. It's just too good. It's 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 actually jaw dropping how good it is. <laughs> it's it's honestly like I can't take uh, the Thanos part. It really it almost like some people. I think they're actually. Uh, it's un- it's it's unbelievable if people are actually angry about the Thanos thing. I'm sorry. I'm the biggest Thanos fan in the world. Don't be angry about the are Thanos Are people mad thing. about it? If you are angry about the Thanos thing, get over yourself, dude. Get over what yourself. The, yeah, I mean, I can't see why anyone would be mad. It's just hilarious. I think people were maybe more mad about the Thanos thing because he was um, able to be taken down by his uh, fleet. Um, his, uh, yeah. Uh, what are they called? The oh, Gosh, I should know the name of his group. The Ravagers? Ra- no, not the Ravagers. Um, his his group um, of of oh, right. the children of Thanos. Um, they have yes. another. I don't know what to call them. Another group. Their, their name. I should Google this. Um, why is my display not uh, turning on? My right display isn't working. I don't know why. Um, anyways, it, it, he he shouldn't have had uh, such a hard time with Cole Obsidian and um, his other in the other universe. His you know children. Um, but in my opinion, you know, he was a little softer in this universe. It had been a few years since he had been really the lead of a space elite Hitler-esque, like, you know, army. I think he's, like, just, like, let loose a little bit. I don't think he was as much of a fighter these days. And uh, so him going to bat for the team there, I mean, he was giving it his all, but he wasn't as, like, at, at true form power. You know, he wasn't as hardened. A softer, good-hearted Thanos isn't going to be as strong. He's going to have, like, a soul and... Uh, I think he. I think that's a good enough reason for me to see that he wasn't going to be able to take them on, like in the you know one punch. You know, I don't know. Like I, I think it, it makes it more dynamic. You know, Thanos isn't invincible. He has. He's a fucking genius. Like that's the thing. Like Thanos. Thanos wasn't the strongest. Like he just. He he thought this all out while the whole cinematic universe was happening. This episode just broadens uh, things and shows you a little bit more. A little bit more about. What <laughs> this whole series kind of lets you know, Thanos, man, he was coming no matter what, dude. Like, it gives you like five different scenarios. Like, Thanos came no matter what, zombies, Thanos came, vision <coughs> fucked everything up, Thanos showed up. It's like Thanos was about to show up, but then T'Challa became Star Lord and T'Challa just somehow talked peace. <laughs> like, that's the biggest joke. Like, that's the that's the punchline. And the, honestly, that's the honestly the biggest, most beautiful homage to Chadwick Boseman, uh, to say, like. Uh, just to think, the king of Wakanda. You just all you needed to do was send him up there, and uh, he would have been able to talk the Mad Titan down and save the yeah. universe. And that's the best timeline. And uh, the one thing I didn't like about this episode is the Watcher bullshit us, uh, and he was like, at the end, he's like, "This would have led to the end of the universe," and it like shows Peter Cole's dad like smiling, and he's like, "Gonna get Peter," but like. T'Challa Star-Lord in the last episode just beats the, the, b- blows up uh, Ego in like one second and like that's it like he saves the <laughs> and I'm like wait a minute that's it like he would have taken a thousand years to do this to Peter Quill uh, so I don't know maybe there was more doom to that universe upon um, T'Challa Star-Lord's return I T'Challa Star-Lord out TJ <laughs> any thoughts on the T'Challa Star-Lord episode times a million um, What are, I, I know you have I know you're thinking about it can you turn a light on in there I enjoyed it a bit more than the first one, honestly. Thought it was super entertaining. Um, loved that it was uh, Chadwick Boseman's last performance. I thought it had an emotional appeal to it. I was like, wow. I don't know. I was kind of, I felt like it spoke to Chadwick Boseman more as a person. Like, he is T'Challa. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it meant, yeah. it, that's what it felt like to me. But uh, definitely thought it was very entertaining. 
I thought the Thanos scene was a little bit weird. Honestly. <laughs> it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but all of them are just, just this one in particular. I thought just the way that he was like joking around about the genocide and um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was just a little strange. It was just kind of like, uh, it was weird. Well, think like about a, how, um, think about how he rationalizes. I'm not going to argue with you. Keep going. No, I mean, that's, that, that's pretty much it. Um, I don't want to rationalize Thanos' rationalization of genocide. I love how like the whole episode was pretty much uh, a poke at uh, Peter Quill that he's like, <laughs> he, he's like really not that good. Like everything that T'Challa does is like way better. It turns out better, saves Dude. the universe. And then, you know, you have uh, Peter Quill working at, uh, what's that? Great point. So funny. It's a great point, TJ. That's a great point. Honestly, the whole episode, uh, I, I couldn't really put my, my nose, my, my finger on that. That uh, At one point, I think I said in my episode, I was like, this isn't Peter Quill's fault. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't Peter Quill's fault. But like, you are so right. The whole episode is a jab at how bad of a Star-Lord Peter Quill actually is. He's self-titled yeah. Star-Lord. <laughs> and Star-Lord, the genuine Star-Lord that T'Challa is, he's a... God damn, he's a Star Lord. He's such a Star Lord. Mm-hmm. And Peter Quill, when you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, almost in light of this episode, it makes Guardians of the Galaxy that much funnier. But like, know, when Peter exactly. Quill does have these Guardians moments and he has these standout moments, it makes him such an underdog hero. It does. Uh, which honestly is what makes Guardians of the Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy. It's true. It's true. Not the Ravagers, which is what the movie Star Lord would be in. Probably we called he Star Lord probably be in a movie called The Ravagers. You know what I mean? Um, I'd watch that movie with the. Uh, any thoughts on the? What if T'Challa were Star Lord episode for now? If you have any other thoughts, just throw them in there because we're going to be jumping to a few, few more episodes, aka all of them. So we got a few more to go through. TJ, Dustin, let's move on to what if Earth lost its mightiest heroes. Very good. And uh, TJ, I'd like you to lead us in on this one. Uh, this is a big episode. It's maybe the first of the darker few. And then it's like just leaning us into maybe the saddest series uh, of events you can ever imagine. Uh, just a lot of really sad episodes um, of what this series actually is. The lightheartedness of these first two is not a good introduction of how dark this series is about to get. Um, so TJ, go. What do you think? Like you said, definitely takes a turn a little bit dark. Um, yeah. Just right away. I mean, what I liked about it most was it was like a good mystery. I was like, what's going on? Like, who's doing this? It's like a good whodunit. You know, right. the whole time you're kind of thinking like, what other character, what motive would they have, you know, for trying to destroy them? Well, right. For, for um, example, can I just mm-hmm. re- recap oh, real quick? I'm sorry. Like, I'll recap real quick that we're in phase two. We're in like the first phase of the MCU and um, we're having... All the Avengers being murdered, just as a quick recap. I should be recapping what's happening in these episodes. I, I was trying to do that at first, and I didn't do that for this one. So let me just do that, and now restart what you were saying. Uh, my bad. My bad. Oh, no worries. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it was a good mystery. It was cool to see uh, Hank Pym in a different light. I really liked Because uh, you don't think about, you know, he's just some old guy who gives Ant-Man his suit. You don't think of him as a threat, or like he could be the one to kill the Avengers, but um, just something you don't consider oh that God, he's like, he could be the most dangerous villain of all. Dude. Um, it, was, it, would, it was just really frightening to see him like just absolute villain mode. Uh, really. I know. He's disgusting. Yeah. Um, he's still, he's like 
there's so many villains um, that in this show that uh, have shown what they're capable of that are still actually like in the universe right now, lingering like in the depths of in crevices. Like uh, Hank Pym is still in the Ant Man verse. Like he he hasn't lost anyone yet. <laughs> uh, he he's just got everything he's loved back. Um, like what what happens when he loses anyone now in this universe current MCU timeline? It's true, um, he's a very fragile man. We've learned. I'm scared. I'm scared for everyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, they're just like I feel like the, the, this show is just warning us. Like, dude, you guys are about to get fucked up. <laughs> like, it also uh, makes me realize that Ant Man himself is very powerful. Like he could do anything. Dude, oh my goodness, yes, that the Hulk scene. Um, you got to rewind and re- rethink that a couple times. The Hulk scene. Uh, the animation of that was very kind to the audience. Um, unless the Hulk <laughs> has green blood, you know. He might. We don't I'm know. Pretty sure. Why would he have red blood? Do you think the Hulk has green blood, Dustin? Hulk's got green everything. Yeah. So, but I don't think he has green poof smoke. He's got green poo, green pee. Green poop. I wouldn't say green poop. He has green poop smoke. <laughs> like he poofed. Like a show like green. It's all green, blood. baby. I think, you know, you could you could write that off as whatever Pim did to him. That was the effect. It wasn't so much like Hulk green smoking, exploding. Yeah. It was just like the effect of whatever Pim injected him with. He blew up his heart. That's so much. Yeah, up. with green poof smoke. Oh, what? <laughs> He made it big. It exploded. Oh, dude, stop. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, you know, on a, on a tangent here, I was surprised yeah. by that because I had, I had read before that in, like, a lot of the Marvel Universe, Hulk is, like, unkillable. Like, even yeah. if you did something to his heart, it would just, like, fix – it would be unable to do what it did. So I'm okay with them taking liberties because, you know, no one should be invincible. But I was surprised. I was like, oh, they killed Hulk. Okay. Yeah, like I said, like early that. Early just Hulk. like that. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he had exactly. just become Hulk. He had just become Hulk, maybe. Um, uh, I can't think about many more excuses. Hank Penn uh, is a smart man. He yeah, I think probably yeah, sat down and figured it out. You know, the thing that really itched me uh, about this whole thing is that uh, he <laughs> he just knew that Thor would uh, be a part of the Avengers just by looking at him. <laughs> and uh, I, I like that. He's like, you would have picked him up in a minute. It's like, so he just kills Thor, like via Hawkeye. Like, oh, my goodness, what are you doing? So he takes them both out with one stone in that one vulnerable moment. Um yeah, that is, this episode pays a lot of homage to early MCU. So does a lot of this series, which is really nice um, to make some of these earlier movies more relevant again. I like that a lot. Uh, Dusty, do you have uh, or TJ any more thoughts on um, this episode too? Like, there's Loki, there's Fury. Um, we, it sets up the whole timeline for the end episode reveal for Natasha. This is her universe now. Um, this is also the possible universe that we see Steve Rogers running for president in, and also theoried by a few of the videos and internets and come back to me and my crazy crazy ethosphere of internet that i'm all over i cannot credit one source it's just a it's a theory out there that this is the universe that births president loki from the loki series uh interesting theory what do you guys think i mean tj do you have any other thoughts on that before we go to dustin one quick thing about the episode that i just found out doing a little research now that uh yeah Dominic Cooper plays Tony Stark, who is uh, Jesse oh. Custer from Preacher. 
Yeah. Oh. Um, who also plays Grandpa Stark in uh, Captain America. Oh, I oh. see. I didn't even realize that. That's amazing. What? Cool. Grandpa Stark in Captain America? Who's Grandpa Stark? Like the, the guy that's running the Captain America project in the first movie, in the in Captain America's movie. It's it's not Tony Stark's dad. It's his grandpa. It's like it's Tony Stark's dad's dad, mm-hmm. played by Dominic Cooper. Tony Stark's dad is played by uh, the guy from Mad Men, whose name yeah. I always forget. I can't remember either. I love him, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm glad, they, I'm glad they've caught they they brought Dominic Cooper back more than I've expected to, which I thought is kind of cool. And I've heard he's difficult to work with, so I don't know. <laughs> well, that's no Hollywood good. rumors, you know. I still can't think of who Dominic Cooper. I'm just gonna do a quick Google of this real quick. Yeah, do it. Preacher. Forget how easy it is to do that. It's a good, it's a good Hulu show. Love it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So Dominic Cooper is Stark. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty fun. That they very cool. He did a good job. He did a good job. He um pl- he played Tony a tiny, itsy twitty bitty more vulnerable. He was a little bit more vulnerable, and I like that. Um, uh, I think these Tonys would have been a tiny bit more vulnerable. Uh, Sorry, that's okay. That actually timed out really perfectly. None of us had said anything. Like in that moment, it was almost like a. It's gonna be like a elite <laughs> island of sound. Just delete it. Well, I, know, I, I, I <laughs> thought that this. Uh, I thought this episode was another stronger one for me. I like it. You know, it's like like you said with Pim. It was interesting to see his character in this way that we've never seen it before. I was not expecting him to be the guy showed up at the end. It's like who's been doing this. Um, I like the idea of Samuel Jackson's character. I like the idea of Nick Fury being willing to work with Loki because he doesn't have a choice. Like that does seem like something he would be willing to do uh, in the end. And I mean, he has Captain Marvel. Does she show up in that episode? I don't remember. Oh yeah, she shows up right at the end um, when Nick Fury is searching for yeah. Captain America. Okay, and so he's that's like that could be a about, part two. Well, the part two is at the end of the series. Uh, when Nat is brought to a brand new universe, you might not realize this. Yeah, no, that's the universe that she is like put in after it, right? Like where? Yeah, Captain Marvel is there fighting alongside Captain America, fighting the okay. Loki, fighting Loki. Okay. I feel like she was fighting multiple Lokis, but they weren't. And, so and that, the first time I watched it, there was multiple Lokis because I just love Loki. I'm like, ah, there's tons of Lokis, but there wasn't. It was just one Loki. Um, so with, you're saying with that the Scepter? Sorry, I just want to make sure I follow you. You're saying that they yeah. put they. At the end of the series, they put her back into that universe where everyone died. Yeah, That's the Watcher gave her. The Watcher gave her. The Watcher broke his oath. No, I know that, but I didn't realize yeah. it was the universe where. I mean, it seems kind of shitty. It's like, yeah, we can put you in a universe where all your friends are still dead. Dude, she came from a universe where all her friends died. They need her there. They need I know, her but there. So, they, but they put her back into a universe where all of her friends are still dead. That's kind of messed dude. Up. But Captain America is alive, and Captain Marvel's alive, and they need her as a hero. The I world guess. needs her to save just, the world. I'm just saying that seems like the I have the chills. <laughs> Nick <laughs> Fury like is alive. No, it's only logical. It's a missing piece like, of a puzzle. They fit together to scre- perfectly. I have to scream at you. I have to scream at you, Dustin. <laughs> it just seems kind of funny. It's they like, need like, fucking oh, Nat. Just... <laughs> Nick Fury doesn't have a Nat. Nat just died. 
I understand and Nat that. needs I understand Nick Fury, and Nick Fury needs Nat. Yeah, and she literally saves the day. Like, and she doesn't have a world. She doesn't it. have a world. I just think you have to admit it's kind of funny that it's like, oh, you just got out of a universe where all your friends are dead. Here's another one where most of them are dead. It's just like it's kind of funny. I don't know. I take my glass half full. I'd be like, oh, thank you. Take my glass Same. half full. I'm sure. I'm sure she would be very thankful. To just going to put me in the universe where you know. I'm just king of the world. Well, I put you right back onto Ultron world after I I put you right back into an empty Ultron desolate piece of shit world after after I heard this. If I were the Watcher, I'd be like, and I'd be like, and you must be like Doctor Strange. Yeah, and then who's there with you? Like Howard the Duck. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, Doctor Strange Supreme and yeah, but. Overall, I thought it was a pretty solid episode. Uh, I'm sorry, Justin. It didn't. Well, no, I'll just just to like wrap up so we can move on to the next one. Uh, I think, you know, the one thing that started to irk me was that I could tell, you know, it ended on another kind of cliffhanger fashion, and I was like, uh oh, like I I was I was just not expecting multiple cliffhangers and this was the second episode where things kind of ended on a cliffhanger way where i was like oh okay are we continuing this next week you know like not really certain what we were in for um but overall i like the premise of this episode quite a bit let's talk episode four okay what if dr <laughs> strange was sad this was my favorite episode of what if um yes and i'll i say that for a lot of reasons the, one, the number one being that if it was just this episode, it is a contained story. Like, I like that it felt like, hey, you know what? This is a whole, we're getting the whole picture here. We're getting a whole A to B. And it felt like a good, like, wow. Like, when it when it cuts to black before, I think it's the post credit scene, I was like, this was a, this episode is crazy. Like, this is exactly what I wanted What If to be. What if Doctor Strange was so sad that he ended the universe? Like, awesome. What a plot. I, you guys know I don't necessarily love that all of this ends up connecting to a bigger thing, but despite that, this was amazing. my favorite episode. I liked uh, Benedict's performance, and I just loved so the vampire, you know, uh, Cthulhu, like gothic horror Doctor Strange. It's just the coolest thing. Dude, I'm with you all the way on that, TJ. I completely agree with just about everything you said. Um, yeah. Love Benedict Cumberbatch coming back. Rachel McAdams, you know, can't beat it. It's, I don't know. It felt like just a reimagining of a story. I don't know. It felt, ah, oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, right? Like, it's yes. different. Yes. TJ, I'm not trying. Uh, you got, I feel like it, I could it, go. It was, it was so cool to see him just like transform into that dark monster. It feels like that's like, I don't know. The tightrope that every hero has to walk where it's like how much power like to do the right thing before right. it becomes like all encompassing is it about me really it's like these are the questions that makes oh my good show interesting you know <sighs> and uh it just shows that everyone it's just like a push in a different direction from being something terrible just like hank pym uh it's very interesting i, I love think- it also my yeah. favorite episode yeah, guys, I I can't even say like I disagree with you at all because it's you you're more it's never been a more accurate statement from both of you in my opinion like I felt really strong feelings watching that one. Um it's really probably the best split timeline scenario we've seen and like it really feels like we're getting a multiverse episode because we got all the same actors, every one of them, every one of them. So it's Benedict Cumberbatch, Rachel McAdams, Tilda Swinton. 
they're all there. Uh, but the thing is, Doctor Strange, uh, he's a he's a selfish character. But when he loses that um, part of him, you, you never would expect he'd go that dark. And um, when, when he's consuming that evil, um, to see him go down that tunnel uh, of darkness and, and go that low, um, only to come back out on top and realize that he has to um, <laughs> beat down himself and uh, kill another part of himself, um, literally. Um, for, for for me to like almost have to realize like that was like the ancient one's way of trying to save him from himself and um knowing you yourself as an audience member to see what he did before like that fight like you knew that the other dr strange stood no chance like it was like oh no like mm-hmm. he's gonna kill dr strange it's <laughs> like, a tragedy it was, it was a tra- it was dude it was, it was, it was but like it almost makes me like hurt for the real Doctor Strange knowing like he's not anywhere near as powerful as this, this Doctor Strange and like what does that mean you know like in a way like this Doctor Strange is so OP in a time capsule like just out there you know um, there's so but like he just ate worlds he just ate worlds and became them I'm a little blown away by um, by Doctor Strange Supreme I couldn't get the pop figure for him so I'm done on that well, next next uh, topic because uh, it'll make me cry if I, if I talk about it anymore uh, because I think actually people have theorized and I'm going to talk about it a little more people have theorized that uh, I don't know if I agree with this <laughs> I'm going to have to talk about this because I actually don't know if I agree with this uh, people think that he's going to be the antagonist in the multiverse of madness uh, you know I don't think that necessarily they're going to bring in Ooh. I don't know I don't know he has I don't, the I don't, I don't know with uh, with you know, the infinity stones and, uh, the thing is Ultron and it's true. It's all those infinity stones. And it's funny that the watcher leaves him with the infinity stones to guard with those guys. But like, he doesn't watcher doesn't consider that. Like he leaves the watch. He leaves him with the infinity stones. Like maybe that's another one of his plans, like including. Yeah. Um, whatever. Uh, oh, so many war, warmonger in for the end. Like that's Killmonger. his next way of. I don't know. Yeah, Killmonger. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to nerdy nerdy. No, you you good. It, it didn't sound right anyway. I was like, eh. well, now now I when now that I corrected you, I can literally cut to you saying it like you said it. Like right. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, the thing is, uh, I. That actually kind of excites me in a way too, because I'm like, I'm like, they wouldn't. But if they did, my eyebrows would go up and all. They I'm wouldn't like, dare. They wouldn't dare. I, is that Al Pacino? And, and, yeah, is, every time I you say that, I actually ask you that. Like, uh, I haven't heard that, but honestly, I'm, I'm I, I think it's possible, right? Why not? I mean, anything's um, possible in the multiverse. I feel like even, I mean, here we are. I mean, Marvel is becoming a universe of tangents, so I think it's okay to go on tangents. Mm-hmm. But I feel like watching that Spider-Man trailer, Doctor Strange just felt like a different person in that trailer. I was like, "Who? Who are you? You're not the Doctor Strange. Why, why are you? Why are you willing to help Mister Parker here destroy possibly the universe for like his, you know like that doesn't feel like the Doctor Strange that we were just meeting you know in in, in Endgame or whatever you know like yeah. he was willing to let Peter and Tony die you know like pretty clearly for the stone and now Peter's like hey can you change the universe and he's like yeah why not it's like who, what's going on with Doctor Strange I think that might play into something or maybe all I'm the just things that have happened 
I'm sorry. Say, say, finish that last. No, sentence. I mean, like, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Like, that's just watching that trailer. I was like, why is Doctor Strange doing this? Like, this seems like such a bad idea and against like what he would consider his like code. You know, the events of WandaVision have happened. The events of Shang Chi have happened. The events of uh, Loki have happened. The events of uh, all the events of the TV show. Well, the events hold of on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there. I don't think Shang Chi. I think Shang Chi will be happening during Spider Man. I mean, it could even be, you know, a certain character at the end of Loki, right? Because, I mean, he's in, he's everywhere. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know they said he's going to be uh, in Ant-Man, I guess, so maybe not focus on him for everything, but it'll be interesting. It will yeah. be interesting. Absolutely. Okay. The next episode we got was What If Zombies? <laughs> um, uh, sure change in the formula. And little did I know, as a diehard Marvel Cinematic Universe fan, but not so much, not that I was not a fan of the comics, but not a avid comic book knower, knowing, all-knowing uh, fan, uh, there, there's a big series. There's a lot of series of comic books of Marvel zombies. So um, this is kind of going off that somewhat. Uh, however, this episode goes along the timeline of Avengers Infinity War around that time period. And we get some crazy shenanigans, um, alternate Ant-Man and the Wasp, where Hank Pym brings out a zombie virus out of the mall, out of the quantum realm. Um, who wants to start on this one? What did what, what do you? What, what are your instant thoughts, uh, TJ? Um, yeah, I'll start. Uh, not not my favorite one. Um, to be honest, pretty much from here. Up until the last one, uh, they didn't really do it for me all that much. No? They felt a little um, lazy? No, not lazy at all. I thought they had some some good, some good. I don't know, a little bit of everything. I thought it was interesting. I don't know, just some parts. I don't know, just like classic zombie situations where, you know. Um, a little... Yeah. What's her name? The uh, the wasp. She got like a scratch or something, and you're like, oh, she's gonna die. I don't know. And uh, just the cheesy speech from from Peter. Yeah, <sighs> I know what you mean. I, I yeah. don't know. I thought it was just okay. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. If I'm being like completely straight up with you, and if I'm being honest, like that one wasn't my favorite, and uh, it was it was probably my least favorite um if not the killmonger that the, between that and killmonger um i want to say maybe killmonger only because of the character though but i thought the killmonger episode was good for the story so i'm gonna have to say like maybe this one just in terms of like the zombies and like how their powers work how their minds work um this one might have bothered me the most uh yeah I, I agree um yeah it was it was a little like offbeat too you know, did you, did you feel that way? Like the timing was a little weird on the episode. Yeah. And it was just, it was a little strange that they still had like their powers and they still knew some things, but yeah, I, I guess it was okay. I don't know. That's how it is in the comics. Apparently I was telling somebody about that and asking him, you know, how, how is it that they still know their powers, but they're just on mindless zombies. What's the difference? <laughs> and they're like, well, they did that in the comics, like Spider-Man. Someone told me Spider-Man used his veins as his webs. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, that sounds badass. Why didn't they do that? That's the one thing they should have taken. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that would have been extreme. <laughs> you know, I figured that 
there'd be some more to come of that. This I, just, I don't know. I don't want another episode of zombies. I, 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 I could know. definitely see it coming back in season two and Peter yeah. pulling it off. And yeah. I don't know. It'll be resolved. He'll save the world and fall in love somehow. Well, if the guardians of the multiverse are going to come together again, then they'll, they'll probably bring Peter in for season two. That makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, Dustin zombies. Um, not my least favorite episode. <laughs> really? I, I would rank this episode above Captain Carter. I would really, rank it, I would rank it above the next wow. episode as well with uh, Killmonger and Thor. I didn't really care for the Thor wow, one either. Uh, I, um, okay, there, okay, 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 okay. I was okay, just okay. like, again, okay. this is just another example of what I was expecting out of the show to be like, all right, hey, here's like, you know, these characters you kind of know. Now things are different. And this felt different enough and an interesting story that wasn't just like a rehashing of a movie that we've already seen. It was very much like, hey, it's its own thing. And it wasn't, the pacing was off. I definitely agree. There were some weirdness to it, but I liked I'd like to f- just a few of the visual like things like uh, Wanda as a zombie that has her powers is horrifying because oh, now we know how powerful she is. I was like, oh, my God. And like vision is like keeping her alive because like he loves her. Like there's some like, oh, wow, like that's crazy. Like this is yeah. weird. I like the Futurama thing with uh, Ant-Man's head in a jar. Like I, I know it's not necessarily a Futurama thing, but to me, I was like, hey, Futurama. Yeah, cool. Definitely. Yeah. I like all I like that. I like the I like, I like the crew that. that's like kind of the last of the last. It's like it's an odd group, right? It's like Peter, Winter <laughs> Soldier, uh, Ant Man, yeah, yeah. It's like, like all it's the a, people who have never had it. All Hulk died, like, man. Let's all get yeah. together and put them in yeah. one thing. Our best moment so, of that episode is when Hulk died, and he said, um, "Peter said I can't lose anyone else." Because Peter has not only lost Uncle Ben, and uh, which is the first acknowledgement of Uncle Ben in the MCU yeah. ever, um, and Tony Stark, but. I've lost everyone. And uh, he's like, you haven't lost us. You can avenge us. And uh, like, that's a really great moment. That's a really great moment between um, Banner and Peter. Um, you know, it, it's so hard to get actors back for animated things. But think about how good this would have been between the act, actual actors. Because what made the Doctor Strange episode so great was Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, Tom Hall, I'm sorry, but like it, that's what really, really made it really. This acting is so good, and like to know that's the character they they matched it with his face and his um, animation. I think it was all so well done. Uh, what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? Now this one uh, pissed me off because <laughs> uh, Killmonger just gets me angry, and um, I'm a big fan of Iron Man. And this goes off the plot of the original Iron Man. And it's a, it's a really cool episode, though. Um, I, I can't say it's my least favorite, only because it's it's kind of genius what um, Killmonger does. Uh, so he rescues Tony Stark when his Humvee is attacked in Afghanistan. He manipulates his influence for his designs of conquering Wakanda. So uh, I'd like to ask either of you to take the floor here again. And I'm going to just you know, I'm gonna just randomly shuffle over to TJ. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to pick. I thought it was a decent one. Um, for some reason, I like enjoyed the thought of it more now that I realized that it was Dominic Cooper. Um, as weird as that seems, um, still like the episode. The actual actor for um, Killmonger. Oh no, right for no? Um, Tony Stark. Oh, Dominic Cooper. I'm so sorry. My bad. My bad. My no, bad. It's okay. Uh, no, I thought it was a cool, just classic alternative timeline where basically uh, Tony wasn't even Iron Man. You know, he never went through his uh, 
trials in the cave and he never came out like changed. So it was interesting to see him. I don't know, kind of walking the line between the two Tonys that we know and love. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of sad to see him take advantage of him and kind of know that it was coming just being like, uh, Oh no. Yeah. Um, Brutal. But yeah, I thought, it, I thought it was okay. You, you knew it was coming. Oh no. Oh yeah. I, I thought it was going to be uh, with Tony the whole episode. But, oh, I mean, I, I knew the betrayal was coming in some way. You did? You know, you can't trust uh, Killmonger. <laughs> I thought maybe, like, they'd be friends the whole movie, and he'd be his Iron... His, he'd be Tony no, Stark's Iron Man, and Iron Man would be, like, would be, like, a father figure to him, and, no, like, he turned him into... Where's the conflict? The conflict would be the Infinity Saga itself. Like, we'd see them conquer Thanos ah. together. <laughs> <laughs> like it just be like everything would just like we just see them do everything together like nothing would like that nothing would stand in their way like like we just see um they they be geniuses together so they'd build like a Wakandan Iron Man suit and um they like beat they like level up faster so like the Infinity Saga would be beaten way faster hence um like way cooler shit would happen you know I don't know like that that was kind of what I was thinking. You know, like a, a more of a team up, similar to like where whatever led up to Gamora and Tony, <laughs> like whatever events led up to the Tony Gamora thing, like that's kind of what I was hoping for. You know, um, I will say I do really like Michael B. Jordan. I thought he was really cool. He's always cool. Love him. I think he's a very uh, iconic role, and it's cool to see him return as the role. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just not my favorite. But uh, yeah. I appreciate both of the uh, voice actors in the story. For sure. I thought, was, uh, I thought it was okay. I agree. Yeah. Dusty? I didn't really care for this episode too much. No. I like I like Michael B. Jordan most of the time, but I have never been a big fan of him as a Killmonger. Oh, I really? Thought I, loved, he just, I loved him. I love the character killmonger but i don't think i don't know something about it because I, I know i've said this before so that's why i have to i'm wow. like i watched black that? panther yeah i thought he was the like, wow. we saw it in theaters together dustin i know i thought wow. it was the weakest this part of the shock. movie <gasps> i think i think chadwick Boseman just like blows <laughs> him out of the water and it's just hard to like act well, Chad, you know? well i mean he obviously not he, he steals way. the show obviously but I know. I'm just saying. Great like, opposition I, force. Absolutely. I know. I'm so sorry, guys. Like, and like, that's what who, I mean. I like. Who would you prefer? Yeah. Who would you cast? I, I. It's nothing against the casting because I normally like Michael B. Jordan, but wow. I just feel like his acting in this movie has always nice. felt a little stunted to me. That's like, a hot take. He just comes off as a little. <laughs> I know it is. I know. I've gotten. Uh, Damn I've gotten that, that kind of before. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know I'll why say, like that. <laughs> It's cool. I'm glad that he shows up to do the voice acting, but I will. I'm not going to pretend like it doesn't affect my enjoyment of the episode overall. Just because, like, I just think he. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I I just think wow. his acting feels a little stiff in that movie. Um, okay. Ah. But I think so, the episode was again. It was another interesting. Like, oh, this is a cool premise. I'm here to follow it. I think they kind of went a little overboard on like. Killmonger is like just super smart and like just always like three steps ahead. I was like, I don't think yeah. he would be that like 
uh, ahead of like, Why not? Starks like Tony Stark because we haven't been we've never really seen that side of him before. So it's well, he has a the history. Of, it's just it's written into his character. Also, well, I, mean, I was a little he's confused. A, he's a soldier, so he's it's a like soldier, and he went to he went to MIT. <sighs> I was a little confused on like how he. <laughs> showed up with stark at the beginning like i was like how was he knowing that stark was going to be here and also wouldn't point. he be like 10 years old or something you know like i thought you know that was a good timeline. point too <laughs> i was just a little that's confused. a good point too now they'd be teenagers man they're like they're like yeah, older than us. a little bit younger they're older than us think about younger. like where i was i was in like high school um when the iron man came out so he's older than me right um, so he'd at least be like 18 or 19. So he could easily like be looking like that if he were like jacked up in the Afghani de- desert with like guns. Like yeah. if he were like, yeah, he could have looked like that. And, uh, same with the young black Panther. And then they made sure he look a little younger. I mean, they did what they could, man. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm trying yeah. to rationalize. Uh, Dude, you know, I think this the is biggest... what happens as the universe expands. Like the fans are trying to rationalize everything that happens so until like it collapses. Nothing, on them. I can't do it nothing against <laughs> my Michael B. Jordan take on the actual Black Panther movie. I'm glad that he is reprising his role, and you know he shows up to do it. That's awesome. I think the episode, the pacing was just so weird to me. Like I, I don't know. It just nothing ever. It moves so quickly that I can never really like dissect what i had wrong with it because it was always like oh yeah now killmonger's also doing this and he's this and that and it was just just didn't work for me okay well that's fair yeah Yeah, um it wasn't my favorite either it was the saddest episode to review it was the longest one for me um honestly the 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 biggest dragger episodes for me to review were what if zombies what if killmonger wrecks you tony stark as if anyone would remember there was a big lag in my show between those two and it wasn't just because i didn't want to do those episodes i did not want not want to do those episodes um but that was a little you know what 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 are you know things happening what you know and whatnot but to come back to these two dragger episodes it wasn't easy uh i gotta say um what if Thor were an only child. I gotta say, if, whether you liked it or not, uh, whoever said the Dusty or uh, TJ, I think it was you, Dusty, right? Was it you or TJ? Who, who didn't like that one? Who didn't like Thor? Were it was only me. Child? It was me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, I think that one was the lightheartedness of that one was much needed, regardless of after the last two um, or three or four. <laughs> of the uh, darkness uh, of those, the darkness and dark endings of those. Uh, this one was a lot of fun. This was the lowest rated episode, though, of all of the episodes. So, Dustin, you are not alone. Um, mostly everyone agrees with you that this was the worst of the The bunch. Killmonger? No. What if Thor uh, were an only child? Uh, well, I'll say I, I like both of these episodes more than uh, Captain Carter, so. Yeah, you're a, you're you're, all you're a lone place. ranger there. Uh, I'm all over the place. You know, actually, dude, you're not, man. That's the second low, lowest rated episode. I talked about it. It's my second least favorite episode. Yeah, you don't know. Okay, I'll tell you the ratings of the episodes in order. Okay. Sure. Um, okay. So we have the highest rated episode would be at a nine point two right now on IMDb. What if Ultron won? Um, the second highest rated episode right now is at a 9.0. What if Dr. Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? I should have done him from the least to high, highest to lowest, <laughs> but if, I'm the lowest to highest, but whatever. Um, 9.0. And then we have a 8.6 is what if a watcher broke his oath? 
two 8.0s tied. What if T'Challa became Star-Lord? What if the world lost its mightiest heroes? We have a 7.9 at What If Zombies. A 6.8 at What If Killmonger Rescue Tony Stark. And a 6.5 What If Thor Were an Only Child. So that's all our episodes. Unless I missed one. Pretty sure that's all of them. So, what if Thor were their only child? Thor, who never learned to be a good hero, throws an out-of-control intergalactic party on Earth. Uh, I, don't, I think this episode is underrated if it's getting low ratings. Uh, I don't know what people don't like about this episode. Maybe it's the fact that I'm one of the few who love the first Thor movie. Um, and I'd like to see the alternate timeline of this where um, we get to see what no no Thor, Thor without Loki looks like. Uh, I, it's a silly episode. It's a really silly episode. But I also really like Frost Giant Loki. And more Loki variants, the better. Um, that's fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, one of my favorite, most quiet jokes of the whole episode is when Thor's having to like clean up the the house, like <laughs> AKA Earth, uh, before his mom comes home. You know, like when she's traveling through the Bifrost, and um, <laughs> like he's cleaning up, like he's like going around the world and like cleaning up the mess, and then he like p- puts a leaning tower of pizza uh, back up. Like he's like, oh, gotta fix this. Like and he puts that leaning tower of pizza back up. It's just like a quick little joke. Like, you know, I'm gonna fix this. Uh, I like that. Uh, and, 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 uh, Thor, this, this Thor is just the comedic relief of the bunch. And we, we need a couple laughs. Uh, he's in a, he's, he's a, go- a lovable idiot. This is actually voiced by Chris Hemsworth. Um, I think it's great that Chris Hemsworth's down for this stuff. He still wants to be Thor in every capacity, even the animated show stuff. Uh, I would be behind this in every sense. If, I don't know. I think if, I'm not. I don't know. I'm grateful that Chris Hemsworth's down. That's all I'll say. Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston are still down uh, to be the um, to be their characters. They started off over ten years ago. Let's do it. Uh, bring him. Bring him in. Uh, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Thoughts? Play him out. Okay. Well, I'll, uh, I'll start, Dustin. Um, like you said, love that Chris Hemsworth and uh, Tom Hiddleston came back. We even got Jeff Goldblum as Grandmaster, which is cool. yeah. You know, just nice little. I forget the guy who's Korg too. I think I him. Uh, no, he didn't say anything though. But we saw him. But uh, right, he didn't say anything. I thought it started off kind of slow, and I was kind of cringing a little bit. I was like, a little cringe. Oh, this is. I'm like, where is this going? I don't know. <laughs> um, my biggest takeaway was uh, Captain Marvel and uh, Thor fight. I thought it was just like a awesome showdown that we never would have seen otherwise just so cool just a total blast to watch that like you said it was a much needed uh breakup from the darkness very lighthearted. uh oh, yeah. it was it was a pretty good episode i i liked it there's something like when he arrived at earth and he said like um we're here to party or something like that i thought it was a little cringe but like i thought the episode really came back from that i did uh maria yeah. hill I think Fury died. I think Fury. I think. I think Fury died um, when he fell, <laughs> and uh, that was never spoken. We don't uh, know. We don't know. I thought it was a little cringy, kind of silly, you know, like a little bit of like a romantic comedy episode because you got, uh, you know, Natalie Portman's character like falling in love with him. Alternate, um, alternate Thor. That's what I Thor like. Is. You know, I guess in hindsight. I can look back at it and be like, you know, it's pretty funny how like essential Loki is to Thor becoming the Thor that we know him as, you know, and like without someone to kind of compete with him or kind of 
keep him in somewhat place. He is just like a wild party animal. And I mean, look what happens post infinity war when Loki's out of the picture. Thor becomes like a sad drunk, you know, frat boy in a way, you know, like you master, like stuff like that. So it's like that. I like all that, but I don't think the episode really reflects on that. That's just me reflecting on it now, you know, no, Uh, the whole episode is a reflection on that. I disagree. I have to interject. It is the whole episode is saying that. The whole episode saying that. Go. I don't remember <laughs> it saying it well, but uh, you know, it was. It, I thought it was a fun. It was a fun episode. I, you know, I liked it more than Captain Carter, and I liked it more than Killmonger. <laughs> Captain Marvel, um, she did okay this episode. Um, she goes bat to bat with somebody um, who's a threat to the universe, apparently, and she saves the universe in the next episode she will do something similar <laughs> um we, we we she doesn't have a, a similar fate do we want to move on to the next episode yeah okay um i feel like we should just note that at the end of the episode it has a little twist where you know the watcher shocked and oh, yes. you have ultron coming yes. in I thought, I thought that was uh Okay. That once again, it kind of it kind of upped the episode in my book. It kind of took it. Like I thought it was, still, I thought it was a pretty good episode, and then they threw that in, and I was like, okay, you, you know, have my attention now. That was a really great ending, and it also raises a lot of questions uh, of like, which watcher was that? How many watchers are there? Are there split variant watchers? Like, you know what I mean? Like. Because this watcher was surprised. People are asking, and then and then the watcher that was leading us through the story of the next one was it was um, knowing of the events to come and was starting the Guardians of the Multiverse. Um, you know, I think best to not ask too many questions there. Uh, I think we're following the story of the watcher who learned there what happened. Uh, he saw the Alt- Infinity Ultron breaking through timelines. There, Time are, is- well, uh, there are multiple watchers. Uh, that is for sure. Right. And they're probably identical to each other? I don't know. Um, we don't know what the Watcher did by breaking it. I think they look kind of different. I mean, I've been reading Infinity Gauntlet, and there's definitely really? more than one. Yeah. Well, we know that the Watcher broke his oath, and we don't know what that means for the Watcher. So there's going to be some ramifications. It's, it's just so funny that in the What If universe now, instead of more What If episodes, it seems like we're just going to get like a giant like anime series based off of the episodes we already got. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how we're going to get more what if scenarios. Uh, it seems more like we need more answers than more episodes. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but not in a bad way, but it's just like Watcher broke his oath. I mean, he wants to keep expanding, but uh, I think he's going to get like the mob boss of watchers on him. <laughs> like uh, he's going to have to pay. He's going to go to watcher jail or something. I don't know. Uh, so what if Ultron won? That was an insane episode. Uh, I, I loved it. And in my opinion, high point, if not greatest of the season, uh, because it's just, it is the ultimate what if scenario. Uh, it is the type of shit that I was thinking about when I thought, when I heard of what if, uh, you know, the bad guy gets the infinity sounds. Ultron gets the Infinity Stones and he just rampages on everything. And the it's kind of like what if Doctor Strange lost his heart and not his hands. Um, it's not as good because it's not as emotional. You know what I mean? This is one. Of, this is the action version of that. Um, this is nearly. Uh, it's just nearly insane to watch Ultron um, go to town on the whole universe. Well, what what are your thoughts on this, guys? 
So I'll go first. Um, oh, <laughs> no, I thought I thought this was cool. You know, I think we got a tease of Ultron at the end of the last episode, like you guys said. So it was like, oh, like right away, I was like, okay, like interesting, because I I liked Ultron a lot in uh, the Avengers movie. I, I was yeah. hoping that it was going to be uh, what's his face, uh, David uh, James Spader. James Spader, thank you. Like I, I should have been able to get him, you know. Yeah, but, I would have thought that he would because he was a great. I I think he really made Ultron like a great character. But uh, I know, yeah, you know, the, the premise. I was all on board for it. It was mess. It was doing some cool stuff. I love you know a Vision Ultron like combo. That's just like you know he like he wins right. Like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Because it's it's a uh, you know just the idea behind Ultron being created to like save the universe and the irony being that in order to save the universe everything needs to be dead is pretty funny. Um, yeah, I like how he you know there's all there's funny moments where he kills Thanos right away. Like <laughs> it's so it's so silly, but at this point I feel like the show has gotten me on board with like yeah like come on like stuff like this is gonna happen and it's fine. <laughs> but I love when uh, you know it's I love the moment where. You know, it's just like Ultron was so smart and also the only being in the universe that he reached another level of like consciousness and suddenly becomes aware of the watcher. Like, it's just it's kind of silly. But I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, what a fun sci fi thing. Like, just, oh, you're the only being left in the universe. And now you've elevated like to a whole new uh, sense. Like it happened to Doctor Strange Supreme as well. It did. Yeah, TJ, you're right. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. That's it's a it's a fun thing. Um, Ultimate power level. Like. But then I will say that you know, as a as a contained episode, I was all on board. But as soon as it starts to go into what they are about to do, it does lose me a little bit. And I will yeah. let you guys say your piece on the episode before we get into. Sure. I feel like you can't talk about this episode without talking about the next one, right? Like well, I was thinking the same thing. They kind of go hand in hand. Easy to bit. jump into the next one, but we can um we can go to TJ's thoughts on this one right now if you'd like. Sure. No, I think it was cool to see, you know, if Ultron got his way, how quickly and how he would just ravage it. I mean, it just makes sense. It's like stepping stones. You know, once he's all all powerful, he gets the stones, and once he gets the stones, you know, the universe is not enough because he literally is just a computer or in a program, like trying to be as efficient as possible. Everyone needs his help. <laughs> um, I thought it was cool how um, I saw someone say that when he killed Thanos, he just cut him right in half, which is uh, like symbolic because that's what Thanos always tried to do to all things should kill be. half of all uh, population. Yeah, I, I thought that was per- perfectly balanced. That, that was exactly perfectly balanced, just as all things should be. Um, exactly. Yeah, it was a cool episode. Um, still not quite my favorite. But uh, it was no, it was up there. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's kind of it, like it's, it's kind of like mid range for me. Oh, I really um, I had a really great time with these last two in terms of the visuals. Obviously, yeah. um, uh, Dustin, do you want to say anything else on this one before I go on a little bit? I want to say a few things about this one. No, please. please and TJ, please. are you done? That's all I got. Oh my God. So <laughs> now I'll just say a few things. I won't go too crazy on this. Uh, you know, the Captain Marvel fight I thought was really crazy. And um, I, I actually can't um, stop thinking about that uh, because Captain Marvel, she defends the whole universe throughout the timeline that the Infinity Saga is happening while the Avengers are fighting Ultron, while the Avengers are fighting the Shatari. And like, 
as much as I didn't want to say it before, like Captain Marvel 2, I, I said, like, I, I've said it before. I'm like, I don't want Captain Marvel 2 to just be another recap of what happened during the events leading up to Infinity War. But like now, I kind of do. You know what I mean? Because there's so much that she was doing out there. Um, and who knows what the hell she was doing out there. Uh, and like, she just shows up to save. Uh, Save the day over at, um, oh, what planet was this? Jesus, the planet the Guardians defended. I know the names of these places, but literally covering so much ground in my brain um, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I cannot chart it out like the world. Um, this is the planet uh, decimated Xandar. It was Xandar. <laughs> nice. I, I, I got to think of quotes like Thor. It's like, exactly. I don't know, decimated Xandar. I, know. I yeah. can see it click right in your mind at that yeah. moment. You did? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was Xandar. Um, so the fight between... Um, Ultron and uh, Captain Marvel and Xandar, insane man. Uh, she, she's so powerful. She 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 literally goes into the core of the Earth with him, uh, and, and this is like reminiscent of the fight in the previous episode with Thor. Uh, and she, and she says you can't win, and he he says I already have, and he, he destroys the whole planet, including her. Um, you know, something I realized also in all that uh, was he is activating the stones at all times. So how uh, a way he's probably all knowing is because he's using the stones at every single minute when where Thanos uh, is using the stones at microseconds at a time. Um, they're glowing mm-hmm. one time. That, I mean, they're always he's, on. He's basically built for it because he's, you know, he can use it all the time because he's like made to regenerate basically. And like his, like, I mean, like he's like vision, I don't know. It's just the perfect thing where he basically can't be hurt by the stones because it's almost like he's made for them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he shouldn't have had the cape when he came out of the capsule. I'm sorry. Uh, that was just a complete pothole. Because, uh, you know, man, if you watch Age of Ultron, it's a big moment. I, I just saw it. My aunt was just rewatching him. And um, I watched a moment in Age of Ultron where he comes out of the capsule with no cape. It's a big moment. And he flies towards the window as like a mindless AI. And he looks out the window at New York City and he stops and he takes in the world. And it's a beautiful moment because this is the vision taking in New York. And vision is innocent and he's wholesome. He's not Ultron. So he looks at New York and then he looks at Thor. He looks him up and down real quick. A quick gesture. It's a very humble, quick moment. And after he looks at Thor, he looks away. And like, it's a very like childish thing. It's like, you know, when somebody wants to copy someone they admire, they get something they wear and a, a cloak falls upon him. Like it's, it's a very character decision. Joss, like that's, that's uh, what, I don't know. Go watch it. Yeah, yeah man. Go watch <laughs> I, I, it. I'll have to look it up. I'll have to look it up. But I don't, I don't remember that specifically. Completely. He completely um, took his cape made it based off of Thor, but you know what? It's all right. I'm not trying to be a big, uh, make a big whoop out of it, but it's just, it kind of bothers me a little bit though, because if it really were Ultron, like he wouldn't have the cape. He would only make it when he um, became Ultron Ultron and decided to make the cape, I think, then, as like a badass move. He wouldn't have had the cape in the beginning when he was killing the Avengers. Um, I don't want to tear this apart and rant on this plot hole. It doesn't mean anything, because uh, it might not even be it's a plot hole. It's not even a plot hole. It's just like a minor thing that you... Yeah, it's fine. It's not a plot hole. Maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> uh <laughs> Okay, anyway, okay, this can also just very easily lead into the final episode. What if the Watcher broke his oath? Uh, Easily, easily, in my opinion. I said my favorite episode um, of the standalones, but I mean... This this episode's insane, man. This is an Avengers movie, in my opinion. This is like a... This was fantastic. I know you guys... 
I don't know what you guys thought about this one. Um, honestly, you both told me separate opinions this week, uh, but my, my, my brain was broken over it. What, what in the world was this uh, crazy fight of the last episode? And um, how did you feel about how they resolved the series and led us on into more future what if scenarios? Um, either of you take the floor. All right. Well, I'll say, do you want to go positive or negative first? <laughs> negatives. You want to do the negatives first? Then, TJ, I think oh, I should yeah. go first. Oh, yeah. Go first, bro. Because the negatives I think. I think talking about this episode, I can kind of talk about overall my my feelings on the show, um, and, and yeah. So this is the big uh, let's get all, let's all let's assemble all the characters, right? And like it's yeah. cool. It's a it's an I did not expect it when I started watching the show that they were going to do anything like that. So it's a, it was a you bit didn't of like, see it oh. in the trailers at all. No, no, that's really good. Yeah, it wasn't. I actually, I actually didn't either. Yeah, see, I'm. Uh, you know what? I I saw glimpses of it in the trailers, and um, I'm kind of an asshole for hinting it towards you guys so much, like that it was going to happen, like because uh, <laughs> you know I, I did see it in the trailers, and uh, you know I was acting like I didn't, and uh, I, I didn't realize that I. You know what? I'm playing like an. I'm being. I'm totally acting like I didn't, but I did. But I was pretending to myself that I didn't. Um, <laughs> I totally oh seen it. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> you guys are like fuck you. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> so, I think you know what. The reason why I didn't necessarily love this episode or love the series is because like. I, I went into this show with, I think, different expectations than I should have. And I'm just going to say, I don't need everyone to always assemble. You know, I don't need a, an assembly at the end of everything to be like, hey, everyone's here. All these characters, like, they're all coming together. Isn't that cool? It's like, they've done that to the point where now I'm like, I'm satisfied with the lack of assembling, you know? And I feel like this was a little bit of like, a, oh, the guardians of the multiverse or whatever. It was like, it was a little tongue in cheek for me. And... Like overall, what I wanted out of What If as a show was to be a little bit more self-contained mini episodes where you just spend a little bit of time in a different alternate reality that's kind of cool and exciting. And the fact that it was always a cliffhanger ending or now it's connected to a bigger multiverse thing, I just I didn't need that. And so I, and I in a way, I don't think I wanted it either, you know, because everything else in Marvel is connected so much at this point you know like all the movies all the shows you have to see it all to understand the story i was looking forward to what if kind of just being a fun little romp through the multiverse with a lack of like connection for the most part other than maybe a, a wink and a nod here and there and this episode was just a little bit like i don't know i just didn't it didn't work for me i didn't need this i didn't need this uh assembly yeah i'm closing my eyes so i can hear you and not um like space out or anything i'm actually listening to you like the watcher would like i'm in my i'm in my like, listening zone right now you know, yeah like, yeah you're watch. you're the watcher well no i'm actually what i'm doing is i'm closing my eyes and imagining as a podcast and not looking at you and um it's this is making for a great podcast i, I think this is a fantastic episode and the, I'll, episode, you know guys. just i'll to add on to that a little bit though too is like i like the watcher as like an ambivalent just spectator of the universes with no interference. Yeah. And I know that they were trying to make him more of a character and that's fine, but I didn't, I didn't want that. I didn't need that. I like the, just all like powerful, like I watch and that is all I do. Nothing more. And it's just like, uh, they had to bring him, you know what I mean? It's just, it, it just didn't work for me. That's I don't, 
I don't think they knew they were going to do. I don't think they knew if if they weren't going to be successful, they wouldn't have gotten more seasons. Um, they were successful enough to get another season already. So yeah. they couldn't have planned to do this break in the multiverse another season away if they weren't going to get more seasons. So they had to do the assemble thing probably as a selling point for the series. And hence the Loki uh, multiverse break of all the multiverse stuff happening. Uh, probably everyone upstairs, I'm guessing, like or everyone, you know, everyone in the giant writers room or whatever the collaboration deal is with like the mcu however that works like the email lit, right i don't know how they're like the big group chat like saying now nah, well we got to make it this coherent because the timeline's happening it's like the multiverse group at what if was like well we want to do singular episodes that can find within their own timelines it's like well the multiverse is breaking right now so you're coming right after loki so you're gonna have to like fuck i think they could do that without <laughs> connecting it all <clears throat> the way that they did and you know again yeah, you might be right yeah i don't know uh yeah you know what there's there's a couple ways of criticizing things and like in my opinion i could think about it like i really like what they did and how they did it and i'm wondering like how many other ways they could have done it or like i'm just i'm really happy for how it's going i, and I don't know like, i agree with you in a lot of ways like it could have been another way. And like, you're criticizing for not how it could have been in a bunch of other ways. Like that's my least favorite kind of criticism when you're saying like, I wish they took it back. And I, I, I'm almost, I wish it, I wish like it didn't go as far as it did. And that's a more of a humble criticism. Um, than like the criticism of, I wish it did a million dollars different things. Like it didn't meet yeah. their expectations. You know what I mean? I think yeah. your criticism is a little more lighthearted and it's just, you wanted something a little more simple, a little less extravagant and a little more focused. And uh, I don't think that's too much to ask. Uh, and I, I totally get that because with what we got is just a lot of, a, a lot of screaming and yelling uh, and a lot of color and madness. And uh, yeah, we didn't get as many answers. So I don't think that's a All bad right, I'm answer. Gonna, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and counter that. I'm going to say, okay, uh, okay, okay. Good. really enjoyed this episode. Thought it was icing on the cake. Um, okay, cool, cool. This episode is actually what upgraded it for me from the least favorite of the Marvel shows that are out to oh, yeah. uh, up one more. It's above... Uh, Oh, Falcon. it's above Falcon now, in my opinion. Hell yeah, dude. Um, I thought it was awesome to see Dr. Strange Supreme flexes full strength. Uh, like to see everyone come together with their different skills. I don't know. It really felt like a miniature movie to me. I was like yeah. so captivated when they were like, uh, when they had T'Challa steal the stone, I was like, Oh shit. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it all came together really well. One thing that kind of stuck out to me, was the um, Gamora and uh, Tony being there with the Crusher thing? That definitely, I was like, "What?" Yeah, that. that where, where, where did that come yeah. from? And as we know now, that episode was cut for reasons yeah. out of their control. That episode, but uh, I felt like that kind of took me out of it for a moment. But other than that, I thought it was a solid episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see them interact together. Um, like a pretty bar good. and stuff. It was, it was, it was entertaining. And, uh, yeah. my initial fears going into the show was kind of the opposite of Dustin's. I was afraid that they would only be standalone and they wouldn't kind of tie together in the end. And like, you know, it would nice. be fine either way, I guess, but I was kind of surprised in oh, a good way this, huh? to find it out. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. That's awesome. Um, 
Okay, so I, I really like the differing of opinions here. It goes to show how this show can have different impacts on anyone. Uh, both of you guys, you have a lot in common in your likes in t- television. Um, like, so it's kind of cool how like it had different. You know, you guys feel so differently about it, but also like you know, we can also come and agree the Doctor Strange episode was badass and really awesome, and uh, also really sad. This episode was everything for me personally because. I'm a sucker for Marvel. Um, I'm a sucker for... I, it's not too hard to please me in terms of Marvel. And, like, th- this is kind of just like a dream come true. Uh, I, w- I was along for every minute of this last one. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to doubt this for one second. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Doctor Strange his time. I'm going to give um, Captain Carter her time. And I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to, like, take this every moment like it's an Avengers movie. And I felt like I was uh, I was about to die the second that uh, they were all together spinning around. Like I like that homage, man. I like the group ups like that. They they freaked me out. I, I thought it was cool. I thought, like, it was I thought cool. that was really cool, man. I, I really liked <laughs> the classic cool moments of them all together. Yeah, that's the know. thing. Call, that's, call me a sucker, man. <laughs> that's the nexus that or not the nexus. That's like the shit that like keeps uh, reoccurring in the multiverse. I love it. <laughs> It's okay. You know what? I think the things that you don't like are the things that they're going for specifically. You don't like them so much. You're like cringing at them, um, but they're actually going for that because they're like those beats in the story of the cinematic universe, the giant beats that they're trying to hit to show like um, like a homage to the bigger thing to, to like show that there's like, okay, these are the reoccurring themes that happen and how you can connect this to this and how you can, um, how you can connect this show to this movie and how you can relate this thing to this thing and how overall these things are all connected. And like, I mean, I, I, I might sound like I'm making zero sense, but, uh, I don't know. I think like if you, I don't know. I got to stop there. I got to cut myself off there. I was about to turn, do a Michael Scott thing where you, you just keep talking uh, <laughs> when you don't know where you're going to say the next thing. Uh, stop. <laughs> uh, um, no, you know, I will say, I think I maybe rushed in just getting my overall impressions up, but there are yeah, individual yeah, yeah. moments of the episode that are cool. You know, and I think that's what the show does well is just like creating little pieces, but everything always moves a little too quickly and I, I feel like I never really get to digest what they're giving me because it's already like 10 scenes later and Killmongers somehow destroy the universe again or something. I don't know. Just stuff like that. But I agree. The assembling part's cool. I love seeing, uh, you know, gothic lord. Doctor Strange, like being all out powerful. I, I, I just want I just want to watch that. I just want to watch all gothic. Boy, I know. More, Dragon, more Doctor Strange. Tentacle monster. <laughs> you watch it and rewind it. Um, five times over and watch it ten times. <laughs> it will feel, you'll feel like you've you'll you you've watched it ten times, <laughs> like I did. Yeah. <laughs> what is it, Dustin? Is that a fish? Is that a, a bottle? Is that a, is that a boat in a bottle? Does it look like I'm in a bottle though. <laughs> looks like you're in your own dimension. Uh, you made your own self-containing dimension. <laughs> I am the watcher now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, damn. Oh my gosh. So we've kind of been through every episode. I mean, like, there's so much in that last episode. I mean, like, um, the Zola return, uh, the, the fight between, um, I mean, the, the, the fight between Zola and, uh, Killmonger was so short, but so, I mean, honestly, it was, it was a big spin because it was planned the whole time, apparently, by the Watcher. Um, once, the episode had begun this this plan was all intact for dr strange um 
to set those two up against each other. It was all a plan for from the watcher. So um, that, that that's just a lot. It was a lot to process, but I thought that was uh, kind of sick. And the fact that you said uh, TJ that that might even be a bigger plan, uh, or Dustin, who said that that it might be a bigger plan uh, for for Doctor Strange to use those stones and those guys in a bigger scenario. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's, it's too much. Uh, it's amazing. And I think the fact that there's another season is great. Um, yeah, I, I think at this point it. we're going to be revisiting most of the stories that we got cliffhangers to, which is, I hope at least, you know, because maybe in a way that'll be uh, the way they can self-contain these things. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm here for it. I, I was happy to have it to watch. You know, I, like I said, I'd probably overall, if I had to give it a, a letter grade, I'd probably give it like a C plus. TJ, how about you? Any final thoughts on uh, what if Marvels? What if? I mean, D- Dustin, do you want to like actually lay your final thoughts? Was that your final thoughts? We're kind of like <laughs> we got to kind of round it out here, right? I, I mean, mean, I feel like I said it. a lot. Of Are we final on our final thoughts? thoughts? Are we on I our final like thoughts? I, I think so. A lot of my final thoughts. We got to get the last there. Episode, just you know, it, it. There were things I liked a lot about the show, and there were things I didn't. Overall, it didn't work for me as much as I was hoping it would have, uh, but it was still fun to watch. And you know, I'm, I'm here for here for whatever they do. I'm, I'm right. all about it. You know. Yeah. I hope I hope we get to see some of these things play out in the multiverse stuff that's all about to be on the movies, like winks and nods, whatever. You know, maybe we'll get a zombie the guy for just a second. You know? yeah, I think I think we're gonna get Captain Carter in the Mainline MCU, uh, whether we like it or not. I think they're gearing up for that with her relationship with Nat. Uh, Black the, Widow the, return? Yes. Absolutely. That's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> Everything is possible. Everything's possible. And if this season had that missing episode, I think this season would have been a million times better because I, yeah, I've heard some of it better. Yeah, I've heard some of the plot details of that. Uh, out of curiosity, I just had to know. And um, you can only theorize some stuff because of what the Watcher says. Um, he tells uh, he tells you that Gamora is the champion of Sakaar, killer of Thanos. So Thanos, what? <laughs> like, okay, so you know, I'm not going to say anything else on that. There, there are some like leaks slash ideas of what happened in that episode. You can go do that research yourself. I'm not going to do any leaks for what will be a season two episode um, that I'm 80 to 90 percent sure um, that I know the leak the the deal of uh but you can go check that out listeners if you want it's awesome uh but wait for the episode it's gonna be great and uh but if you're if you're like me and you can't wait there's it's uh, there's details on what, what the episode could be about and it's pretty 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 locked and loaded okay um for me uh i would like to know tj's thoughts final thoughts final thoughts i on what low expectations it surpassed them, not by much, but it did surpass them. Uh, I love that we had all, all of the voice actors that we had returned. Uh, I don't know. It just brings that a little magic to it. Um, overall, I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, there were, I had some, some little some little picks with it. But uh, overall, I enjoyed it. Looking forward to season two. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to have it. That. Yeah. I'm happy to have it, too. And same for me. Uh, I had a lot of fun, probably the most fun 
if not the most fun going over these episodes uh, week to week just because of the different scenarios different worlds the watcher brought me to it's almost like he was a tour guide for me he was literally a tour guide um for me in the the podcast it's like let's go around the multiverse and like let's you know i'm the watcher i'm your guide to these vast realities it's literally he was literally that and, and i felt like he was taking my hand and uh swooning me around the mcu and uh it was my pleasure to go with you watcher and thank you for taking me uh <laughs> um I can only say I want more. You left me wanting more. I want more. Uh, and I can't say enough about this show. I, I want more of this show. I want to watch the. I want to watch that missing episode bad. And I want the new season to come really soon since it's an animated series. I hope they don't rush it. I hope it, the second season is better than this one. I don't know if it will be. I, I got a bad feeling because um, I think this one was so well. I think they worked on it a long time. And I think a demand for a second season will be stronger than the demand for this one, which there was none. And they took their time on. And uh, I'm really, really, really concerned about the, the second season of this show <laughs> because uh, this one was almost not that great. Like if, if it made a couple of wrong turns, this one was great. I like this series. I think if you sat down and watched it start the beginning, it'd be a really fun show to watch, you know? Um, and I, I, I don't want the second season to suffer. Uh, I think it could be very good if they took their time with it, even if it takes two years. Like, they're going to take with Loki because Tom Hiddleston is in it, and they don't want Tom Hiddleston to look bad. You know what I mean? I want them to get all the voice cast back for this next season, and... Um, I think they will. Marvel usually does pretty damn good with what they do. I'm just, with all they're doing right now, they're putting a lot on their plate and we've never seen Marvel have so much on their plate. And at one point they're branching out the multiverse so much. It's like, we're not in the multiverse. This is one earth. Like they're not an actual multiverse. There's just one actual timeline. We're based on this real, like, you know what I mean? Like we got to hold, we got to hold the multiverse off of this reality. Um, so like, and what I'm trying to say is like, um, I hope the, I hope Marvel cinematic universe doesn't go too far out to where we can't contain it, uh, in our own reality. You guys perhaps <laughs> made me appreciate the show a little bit more than I did getting Same. onto this show. Same here. Um, I, I really appreciate you guys. Dustin Baker, TJ Galuli. Uh, any final thoughts from any of you? I'm going to leave it open one more time. Just I don't want to. I want to leave you out. Where I thank you a million times. All right, over. I got a final thought. I got a final thought. Okay. All right. What if? This became the most listened to episode of Marvel Maniacs. It's very well could. Make it happen. Very Maniacs. well could. Um, you can check us out on patreon.com slash Marvel Maniac. Uh, you can get a little sticker and uh, support the show that way. It'll be really awesome. Yeah, clap, clap for that. Doesn't put some little clap emojis on the on the page. And um, we're on TikTok, Twitter instagram at marvel maniac pod let us know your thoughts on the season and everything marvel marvel maniac pod at gmail.com uh it's been wonderful having you here today with us this is these are my friends tj and dustin thank you again guys for being here you're amazing hey, you're thank you for having us on always thanks for having us uh we will assemble soon and uh we'll be talking about either eternals i know for sure we'll have an after after show for hawkeye which is six episodes long and I will say after episode four of Hawkeye that week, Spider-Man comes out. Avengers, disassemble.